time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Welcome back for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. Find us on RoadmapFinancial.com. And on today's show, we're going to be uh, starting a two-part series on the program about getting your financial house in order. So what does it take to make that happen? We've got a nice big checklist that we're going to work through methodically half on today's episode and then uh, the second half on the next week's episode. So come back and join us for that one after listening through this program. And Glenn, our goal for today's episode is what? If we if we can knock out uh, as many of these checklist items as we can for clients and for folks listening to the show, like you're going to, basically we know the result. You're going to be in good shape. Your financial house is going to be in order. You're going to be much better off than you are at the beginning of today's episode, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's what we're shooting at, right, Walter? I mean, the idea is, 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 is to you know a lot of times folks ha- have uh, have certain areas that they that they do well in, in, in you know in their financial lives but there are uh, oftentimes there are some blind spots or maybe not entirely blind spots but areas where it's like okay I know I'm maybe not as good in that area but it's something that they kind of just uh, they, they ignore or just kind of put you know put in the background and what we're wanting to try to do is just you know highlight the, you know areas where we where we really want to you know focus some attention and and for all the different folks that are out there i mean some of these you you may have handled you know and you may not have to do a whole lot or if anything but there but but in all likelihood you know no matter who you are there'll probably be a, a few things that are that are that are in this in our checklist so to speak that he's saying you know what i probably ought to spend a little bit more time there and make sure that i've dotting all my i's and crossing all my t's Fantastic. Yep. I think it's going to be a great show. So everybody listen up closely. Uh, We're going to dive right in. So uh, lots of good tips for you on the way. So to kick off part one of this series, let's talk about debt. And in particular, Glenn, uh, a great way to get your financial house in order, if you have some debt, is to begin implementing a stable strategy to reduce that debt. What does that look like, Glenn? Well, that's the key, Walter. Right? I mean, you know, it's you know, you want to have something that's sustainable. You know, because think about it. I mean, depending upon where you are in life, I mean, things happen, right? Things pop up, and you know, the the quote unquote unexpected. And you know, you, everybody realizes that there's always going to be the oops. You know, hey, I've got to I've got to get a new washing machine, or oh, I got to you know that something happens, and there you know there's you know maybe it's a HVAC unit, or you know, car breaks down before you you know you. Were uh, thinking it would, and so it ends up that, that a lot of people, you know, go through their entire lives and they and they and they have they have issues come up. They go into debt. They get themselves up just up and out of it, or just close to being out of it, and then all of a sudden something else happens again, and it just seems like it's just a cycle that goes on and on and on. So really, the key is is you know trying to put a put a uh, a strategy in place that that operates on the presupposition that you're going to have those things happen. Right. And, you know, just because that's life, life happens and there, there's always there's always the unexpected and you got to expect the unexpected. You just don't know what it might be next time around. You, you with me, Walter? Yeah, I understand that. And, you know, and so the you know, the the idea is, is, is are there are there financial vehicles that you can utilize 
that you can save money into that will give you the ability to you know to draw money out and you know and you know and and yet you know kind of almost almost you know you know pay yourself back and a lot of folks have a savings account that's like their emergency fund and then something happens and then they drain that account out and now there's nothing there right and so what do you do in that scenario so now you you try to pay yourself back you know if you know if you can you know very few people pay themselves back at interest right and you know the the idea is is that if you're borrowing money from an outside source you're typically having to pay interest on that well if you're you know using a your own you know emergency fund as that source and basically you're borrowing from yourself right and so you know how are you paying yourself back right and how are you paying that account back is there a sustainable way a, a you know methodical way of getting that money back in in there it's like whether it be you know monthly contributions into that account or monthly savings into that account and you know and and so there's there's a variety of different ways of doing that obviously we're not going to spend the whole you know the whole episode on that but but the key is is making sure that that you're anticipating the the unexpected so to speak you know and and that's that, that sounds like an oxymoron but you know you don't know exactly what it's going to be but you know that there's something is going to happen but just because life is what it is you know there, there's always there always there's always something that pops up and you don't want to be on this on this constant you know try to save some money up and then bang you basically drain the account and then you and then you and you try to save back up again and then you drain the account and you're basically on a on a treadmill that that, that gets nowhere and you and you want to be in a place where you can be moving forward even when the unexpected happens you with me walter I'm with you all the way, Glenn, and makes a lot of sense. So we're going to put debt right up there at the top of the list to start addressing to get our financial house in order. I mean, if, if you don't really know how to do that, that's, that, that's something to really delve into with an advisor. It's just like, okay, I get the idea that I want to be ready for that, but, but how do I do it, right? It's, it's, you know, oftentimes it's not a question of desire. It's a question of, it's like, well, I just don't know what to do, right? And if there's things that are outside of your awareness, and, you know, and oftentimes there are, you know, in the financial world, it's like, you know, how can you put that strategy in place? And that's something that, you know, that, you know, that, that if you're talking with the right advisor, can help you do that and you know and it can be as part of your overall financial strategy in terms of retirement savings you know uh, if you're younger in life and you've got kids that are getting ready to you know that maybe going to college someday down the line or maybe just in the next few years so it's you know you you want to you want to have a strategy and it's not like it's awareness is the first piece right but then you've got to then start to implement something that can that can give you that that sustainability and that's where it's it's not a one size fits all and that's a deeper conversation but you know just you know finding the awareness and saying you know what that's right i need to do something different than what i've been doing because if you do what you've always done you'll get what you've always gotten and so then from there you know, maybe let's have a conversation. Perfect, Glenn. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So that's uh, definitely some clear reasons why debt is so high on the list. Uh, Another step to make sure that your financial house is in order is to boost your retirement savings. So we're talking about 401k max contributions going up, those kinds of things, Glenn. Yeah, again, it depends upon where you are in life, right? It's, uh, you know, but uh, more often than not, it's easier for more people to start putting more money away Kind of like we've, I think we've talked about this in, in previous episodes. Sometimes it's like, you know, with like 
late bloomer, so to speak. It's like when you, you've got you've got all these expenses and life is happening and you've got kids that are going to college and you've got, you know, you've got you know, working on paying paying down the, the house and all those different things. And oftentimes it, you know, you end up later in life, it's like you find yourself a little bit behind in your retirement savings. And so then you can boost up, you know, how much are you putting away? You know, you know, for for most people they can put money away into an IRA as well as a 401k. There are other savings vehicles. You want to make sure that you're, you know, you're looking at, you know, the the implications of, you know, of taxes and different things like that when you're when you're putting money into pre-tax accounts. But the idea is is that you want to be saving as much as you can into into the appropriate accounts, you know, that that are going to be there to serve you in your future. But with the caveat that you want to make sure that you're saving in the right spots because you don't want to be creating problems in the future by maybe excess taxation on, you know, on some of your other assets if you're if you're putting money away into an area where you you know you you, you know you're you're exposed to more taxation in the future again it's a it's an individual scenario where it's a, not a one-size-fits-all but the idea is is that yeah you want to boost those savings but it's not just you know any and all savings vehicles are exactly the same you want to your situation's a bit different and we need to make sure that 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 where you're putting money and saving money into is going to serve you you know the best and be most efficient as you move into the future Love it, Glenn. Two pieces of advice down and uh, several more good pieces of advice to go. So, so far we've talked about debt, boosting your retirement savings amounts. It may sound like common sense, but yeah, people often forget that, yeah, if we can start bumping things up, uh, just how beneficial that can be. Uh, for our third piece of advice, I want to talk about emergency funds. Glenn, I know that you wanted this high on the list as well, and to make sure that you've got one in place. Right. Yeah, Walter. I mean, access to capital, right? You know, that's you know, most most oftentimes is where where people get into trouble and they, they get into the area of you know you know going into debt and that type of thing. Oftentimes, because they simply don't have access to money at the time when they need it, right? And I've seen so many scenarios where you know folks have money saved, you know, or they 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 have assets. You know, I, there there are so many scenarios I see where people in their 40s and 50s where they have significant amounts of money, you know, saved into the retirement accounts, and they've got quite a bit of of of, uh, of equity in their house, right? But mo- by and large, those are those are not the easiest places to tap into, you know, to to you know to access capital, and you know, in, in all cases. Um, so you want to make sure that you have an emergency fund that you can easily access, and you know, and get to if something happens. It, it kind of goes hand in glove with that, with that, um, you know, with the with the debt reduction, you know, in terms of, you know, you don't want to, you know, maybe you, maybe you don't have debt, maybe you do have debt, but you want to have, you want to have the ability to have an emergency fund. Even if you're, if, if you're not in debt, you don't want to just go into debt because something happens. So the key is, is having, you know, probably somewhere between six months and a year of, of funds that if, you know, if you had no more income, then, you know, for, for, for a period of time that you'd still be okay and you would not have to go into debt. So, you know, that would be kind of a target area. And again, not everybody's situation is exactly the same, but if you're in that range of, you know, of six to 12 months of, of living expenses that, that are, that are, you know, that you can have access to, that helps, that, that goes a long way in, in, in keeping yourself, you know, from, from, you know, from getting into a difficult spot. And, you know, and obviously most people know once you're in a difficult spot, it's, it's, it's hard to get out of it. And, and 
in a lot of cases. I'll remind you at the end of the episode how to get in touch with Glenn, but as you listen and you're thinking, yeah, I really need to get my financial house in order, that's essentially what Glenn does during his free consultations with clients and start talking about the planning process, the best way to structure your financial future, all those kinds of things, the stuff that we're talking about on today's show. If you want to schedule that time to meet, you can go to RoadmapFinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, RoadmapFinancial.com, or you can call 336-291-3535. No matter where you are, Glenn can meet virtually, or you can come into the office in person there in Greensboro. All right, next on the list, Glenn, is to implement a budget. Right. Well, you know, budget is one of those words, right? The bad word, B word. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well it's like it's like the d word diet right but no, nobody right. I, i've never talked to anybody that likes the idea of a diet and nobody likes the idea of a budget right so but here's the thing i mean i i you know some some folks are really good at keeping themselves on a budget but it's normally very difficult to do but the the idea is is that you want to have some trackable you know you have you want to have ways of tracking you know what you're what you're spending money on right i mean it's you know, oftentimes you know you know folks will you you know, I'll, I'll, you know, the easiest way to figure figure out where things are, or at least get a baseline, is it's like you know you say, well, you know, how much are how, you know how much are you saving, or how much are you spending on a monthly basis? And most folks really don't, you know, it's like if you ask that question, you know, probably eight to nine times out of ten, most people don't really know. And so then you then you then you drop back to it's like, well, what is what is your take home pay, and then how much of that are you saving? You know, and then, you know, and then if, you know, if they're saving a few hundred dollars a month, then it's like, okay, then you're spending, you know, that, you know, it's easy to figure out, okay, how much are you spending? Then the next steps are trying to figure out what are you spending it on, right? And, you know, the idea is, is that, you know, you want to kind of have a breakdown and, and take a look and see where is that money going out? The challenge is, is again, you you want it to be a sustainable strategy of being able to track where your money's going, right? And if you make it really super rigid, then you know, and difficult to do, then in all likelihood, you maybe spend a few months doing it, maybe even a year doing it, and then suddenly it's just like, oh, I've had it, I can't do keep doing this. Well, you don't want to be in a place where it's just like it's all or nothing. You want to be in a place where it's just like, okay, I can, you know, there there are times when I can when I can, you know, spend, you know, indulge a little bit and do a little bit more here or there it's it's you know it's the idea of like a diet if you know if anybody who's really lost weight and and kept it off you know gives themselves those treats from time to time right and it's not that you that you can never ever ever you know deviate the question is is that you know keep you know keeping yourself on a sustainable path and if you you know kind of go out of line so to speak that you maybe you know you you realize that that's going to happen but then bring yourself back in and and you know and 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 have again it's a sustainable strategy. I can't emphasize that enough in terms of when we're talking about budget or when we're talking about, you know, trying to, you know, work with, with debt because it's so easy to just throw your hands up and say, oh, I, we, that's, I just can't do it, right? Because in the most, most oftentimes the reason why that happens is, is because it's so rigid and it's difficult to, to do. And if it's really super difficult to do while you're dealing with everything else in life, then you're, you're unlikely to stay on that path. And once you fall off that path and you just throw up your hands and you and you don't have any guidelines then that's when you get yourself into trouble very good glenn and helpful as well all right i'll keep it moving to the next one here after the budget conversation uh, another great piece of advice at any time is to meet with a financial advisor especially if you have never done it and you're starting to get within that five ten years of retirement time frame 
Well, that's exactly right, Walter. You know, and you know, and you you may you may end up if you've not met with with an advisor in the past, you may want to you may want to visit with a few, right? You know, it doesn't mean you know that you're hiring them as to be your advisor. You're trying to get some other ideas that that maybe you haven't heard of, and or that that you know you, you how do how do you assimilate the, the you know the different things that you have heard of? Are there are there other pieces that are maybe missing? You know, and the the idea is particularly when you're within five to ten years of retirement. You know, we we've talked oftentimes about the the phases of life, right? When you're in the you're, when you're younger, you're in the accumulation phase of life, and then as you get closer and closer to retirement or, or transition into retirement, you transition from from the accumulation phase to the preservation and distribution phase, right? And so that is a big deal because you know you're 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 really you know you're really making a, a, a life change, and you're going to have different strategies, oftentimes different vehicles of how you're going to how you're going to utilize the you know your money. You you move from you know from in, in essence just about only you know, you know savings vehicles to vehicles that that are that are going to you know have more stability. And also have the ability to distribute money out, right? You want to, you, you're gonna when you once you retire, you're gonna have to have sustainable streams of 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 retirement income. And more often than not, you know, you're you're gonna have you're gonna have multiple streams of income versus when you're in your working years. You're at a place where the vast majority of folks they have they have their salary or their or their wages or their business income, and 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 that's that's most of what they're what's there. Whereas when you when you transition into retirement, oftentimes there's you know there's there's a pension. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Almost always there's going to be social security, and probably if it's a married couple, there, there's going to be you know there's going to be two um, social security checks. You're going to have money coming in from you know maybe your 401k or IRA savings. You know when is when you know when do you when do you turn this on and when do you, when do you access this account? You know what are going to be the tax implications because not all of those in, income sources are going to be treated the same way in the tax code. Whereas when you were in your working years, you know your wages are pretty much they are what they are and they're they're they're, they're treated the same. So there's a lot lot of variations there and that's one of the biggest reasons why you want to be thinking about you know talking with and strategizing with financial advisor because you're transitioning into into some unknown territory so to speak. I think that's great Glenn and good uh, details there for why it's so helpful to have kind of that coach that helper uh, to get you through this process point out the things that you don't know and that you need to know. Very great. Uh, Next one check beneficiary designations on all of your accounts. A simple thing to do big impact. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it, and it, you know, a lot of times folks have, you know, have put those in place, but you know, their life changes, right? And certain situations become different, and you know, it's like maybe they, maybe when when things change, they didn't change those bez, uh, beneficiary designations. There's also the scenario where a lot of folks don't realize that they can put beneficiary designations on their savings and checking accounts and their bank accounts. You know, the, those are scenarios that that most people don't don't think about or don't know about. It's kind of an outside of an awareness scenario. Whereas it's, you know, you, if you're able to do that, then it makes, it makes, if something does happen to you, you know, or to both of you and a married couple, then, then it makes it, it makes it far easier for the folks who are, who are left to settle the estate. If the dies have been dotted and the T's have been crossed and, you know, and, and, and everything is, is going where you want it to go. 
it happens. You see it in the news from time to time where somebody has, you know, has, has a has a significantly large account that ended up going to the, you know, to somebody that they didn't intend it to, but just simply because they didn't update a beneficiary designation. And again, you, you don't want to have see that happen because your your whole life's work and what you know and what you've done, you make you want to make sure that once you've once you're no longer on this uh, earth that what you've worked for and what you've saved and done goes to the people and to the causes that you care about and not to, oops, it went to somebody else, you know, or to, to something else. And that's, and that happens all too often. And you don't want to be one of those, you know, uh, you know, warning you know, scenarios. It's like, you look at things you can be an example or you can be a warning and you see those warnings pop up on the, you know, on the news from time to time, you know, you really want to make sure that you're, that you're doing, that you're doing the right things and you're making sure that, that you're dotting those I's and crossing those T's. Dot the I's and cross the T's. We always want to do that. And uh, all right, here's the next one. Uh, Carve out time for a tough conversation or two. What do we mean by that, Glenn? Well, you know, anybody who's, you know, who's, who's been married or lived a significant amount of time with a significant other, you know, realizes that you may or may not see everything exactly the same way, right? And so you've got to be looking at all of the pieces of the puzzle, right? And, you know, you think in terms of the, the beneficiaries, you think about, well, you know, how are we going to transition, you know, for healthcare? We go from, you know, you know our working years and then we, we go to the retirement years. At some point, you're going to go on to Medicare. You got to figure out, well, you know, how are you, you know, what decisions are you going to make there? You know, what if, what happens if something, you know, happens to you and you, and you become sick or, you know, you, you, you know, you, you know, do you have, you know, your healthcare powers of attorneys in place? Do you have, uh, you know, your durable power of attorney in place where, you know, you, someone can make financial decisions and execute those things? Do you have your legacy plans and, you know, in place in terms of what if something happens to you prematurely? You know, do, you know, are, you know, are the people that you care about going to be taken care of and then most efficient ways you know so you know those are those are those are challenging conversations to have and you know like I say because a lot of times you may or may not see things exactly the same way but when we start talking about thinking about end of life and estate planning and wills and trusts and those kinds of things those are very easy um, conversations and thoughts to put off because very few people really want to think about their own their own you know their own end of life or, or you know and, and that kind of thing it's just it's just not a pleasant thought or pleasant thoughts and so it's very common for people to put it off and put it off and put it off but you want to really want to make sure that you that you spend the time to to go there and make sure again you're dotting i's and crossing t's and you because you don't want to you don't want to have unintended consequences just because you didn't address some issues that you know you should have addressed Again, if you need help with anything that we talk about as we walk through the episode today or the next one, go to RoadmapFinancial.com. Click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to get your own financial house in order. All right, Glenn, we've got a few more to cover on this part one of uh, this series. And the next one is to audit your insurance. Ask questions like, do you still need all your policies? Are you over or underinsured in some areas? Right. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a pretty common thing. You know, you ask you know, ask questions when I sit down with folks. You know, when was the last time you sat down with your you know with your insurance agent, right? And you know, I always get an you know it seems like I always get an eye roll or just kind of a sigh or kind of a you know a nervous laugh. It's just like you know I mean I know we should probably do that, but 
you know, we really don't. I mean, it just, you know, things are, things seem to be like on an, on, on an automatic, you know, bank draft and it just kind of happens, you know, and, and really it, it's, you know, you want to make sure that, that, you know, you're, you're again, dot and I's cross and T's, but you know, if you've got cars, you want to make sure that you're, that you're, you know, insuring them appropriately. If you've got a house, you know, you got to make sure that you're, that you're, uh, you know, insuring it for the replacement value. You know, what was it, what would it cost to rebuild your house? Right. And oftentimes those numbers can start off right but then you know things change you know in the economy and different and different things and sometimes you you know end up being you know overinsured or underinsured you know depending upon you know how much in you know inflation is in the system and then the economy and you know and at what rate is are you know is your policy you know increasing to be able to cover that sometimes it's it's going you know too much or too little and so you want to kind of make sure you also need to look at you know it's like your your life insurance you know a lot of times folks will have you know term policies in place you know, in case something happens to them and, you know, early on and, you know, early on in life, you know, they, they, you have to address that, you know, do you still have those policies in place? Does it make sense to have those policies in place? Does it make sense to possibly look at permanent insurance? You know, in some cases it does, in some cases it doesn't. Again, it depends on, on your particular situation, but insurance is a big deal in terms of making sure that, you know, you're, you know, you're protecting yourself and you're protecting the people you care about and you're doing it in a, in a, in a measured, reasoned, you know, strategic way rather than a haphazard, oh, I bought this policy way back when and it was trying, you know, I was trying to cover this need, but maybe that need's not there anymore. But maybe there's some new needs that have popped up that weren't there when you put the, you know, put the original policy in place. So again, kind of stepping back and saying, okay, have, you know, am I, am I, am I appropriately insured or not? And let's just, let's just make, make sure that, that, that we, that we review that, you know, on a, on a, on a pretty regular basis to to make sure that everything is 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 as it should be in in, in your in your insurance world so to speak helpful glenn and i think that is a uh, definitely a wise one for folks to focus on because you want your financial plan and life to be efficient and insurance policies and those kinds of things being over and under insured definitely an area of inefficiency that uh, with a little cleaning up we can take care of uh, appropriately. Next step on the list, Glenn, is to see if refinancing your home mortgage is a good idea. This been has been, you know, something that for the last several years has been wise for people to do, and and could still be for some, right? Yeah, I mean, it it can be, Walter. I mean, you know, the the I think in terms of the, you know your house is one of the areas in your financial life that you know there's a lot of money that that's all you know that that's, that goes into it, you know, and you know you know it, whether it be mortgage payments or you know anything else around around that around the house and so forth. You know, you have to look and see. You know, does it make sense to refinance to go to you know, do you, you know, can you get to a lower rate? Obviously, we're at a place where where rates are beginning to increase. But at the same time, you know, you have to look and see it's like, well, how long am I going to stay in the house? Right? Um, how much of the of your current payment is actually interest, right? If you're in a if you've been in your mortgage for a while, you might be in a scenario where you're paying very little interest, and even though your rate might be a, you know a bit higher, it might not really be that advantageous to to do a refi. You have to look and see. Well, you know, are you know are, how close are you to retirement? Does it make sense to Does it make sense to ever consider the idea of a reverse mortgage? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. But there's a lot Lots of different ways to think about your home equity, and you know, and how are you, and, and and how have you either financed or how are you financing the purchase of or or utilizing the equity inside of your your house, and and that's a that that's that's one of those areas where there's there's.
there's so much information there and you know in everybody's situation is you know has 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 different twists and turns as to what their plans are in the future and how much they have in it what their payments are what their what their monthly uh, budgets are or their monthly expenses and so it's really important you know because it's one of your biggest expenses you really want to make sure that that you're that you're that you're addressing that in the most efficient way and then also in a way that is is serving you long term for what you're really wanting to accomplish all right so glenn uh let's do one more checklist item here and then we'll punt the rest of these to part two of our conversation so the last one for today's episode would be to check your credit if it's been a while you can use those free reports right to make sure everything's accurate and in good standing and i guess they also have options where you can you know pay for stuff and that sort of thing yeah, no, absolutely, Walter. I mean, you want to know where you, where you stand, you know, and and oftentimes, you know, later on in life, you know, there's folk, folks don't really, you know, borrow that often or need a new to open new lines of credits or credit cards, but it's always a good idea to kind of keep, you know, keep an eye on it, right? And um, just simply, if, if for no other reason, you want to make sure that, you know, that you're in an okay place as far as, you know, identity theft, right? I mean, that has become, you know, a, a bigger and bigger concern for folks. And there's things that you can do, you know, in, in your, in, you know, in terms of protecting yourself. You know, there's services out there. You know, I don't want to give any specific names, but I think people have heard all the aver- different advertisements from from different services and whatnot. You know, you can you can call the you can call the uh, you know the credit bureaus, and you can you can actually you know freeze your credit. You know, and then when you know that you're going to go borrow money, you know, again, or if you like, if you're going to buy a car or you're going to refinance your house, then you can unfreeze it, you know, temporarily to, you know, to make sure and 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 cover yourself there. But you want to keep an eye on where where everything is there because you don't want to you don't want to have a scenario where something happens and you know some you've, you somebody has stolen your identity and and suddenly your you know your credit rating you know just you know goes from you know very strong to in a, in, a, in a place where it's, it, you're unable to do things that you need to do and you know and it's, it's not of your own doing so you know you 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 know now on the other hand if, you, if you've got a lot of debt you know you might you might be in a scenario where it's just like you you want to raise your credit score right and so again that kind of goes back to some of the things that we were talking about in terms of you know having the strategy to deal with that but again kind of monitoring your you know your credit and you know and making sure that you you have ways of I think it's always a good idea to you know to reach out to the credit bureaus, get those credit reports, look at your credit scores. A lot of a lot of banks now, if you even just log in and you have online banking, they'll actually give you you know your you know your credit scores and whatnot, just as part of as part of the service that they offer. But it's something that you want to stay on top of and you want to protect, right? And so the easiest way to protect that is to you know is to have you know maybe one of those services you know in your corner and or working directly with the with the um, with the credit agencies. And you know, and, and implementing, you know, you know, talk to them if you haven't done this already. Talk to them about well, what does it mean that to you know to have a credit freeze, and how easy is it to to unfreeze it to be able to you know to access you know your your credit when you need to, because you really want to protect it, and you want to make sure that that like I say, you want you want to stay on top of it because you access to capital and access to your credit is you know is is, is critically important. You know, you know whether whether it's you know some something that you need now or something you know that you may need into the future. Well, there you have it. Lots of great tips to get you started and going, and I think that's a really helpful beginning to our checklist here. But it's only part one. We've got part two next week for you, so come back and join us or on the next episode as we talk about getting your financial house in order. And again, if you want to touch base with Glenn, talk about your specific situation, get your own financial house in order with the help of a great advisor, 
Call 336-291-3535 or go to roadmapfinancial.com and click on free consultation at the bottom of the page and schedule from your smartphone or computer. Wherever you are, you can meet virtually or come into the office in Greensboro, North Carolina. Glenn, thanks for the help, and we'll look forward to chatting with you next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. All right. Part two will come up next week of getting your financial house in order. Until then, have a good one, and thanks for listening to the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Podcast.